Hello, welcome along to another episode of Man in the Mirror. It's Hayden Williams here, and um, if you haven't joined me before, Man in the Mirror is a podcast where I talk to a male guest about their life, about work, about some of their key bathroom products, and also we touch on self-care, appearance, and what they really think of the man that looks back at them in the mirror. This week, I'm delighted to tell you I'm joined by Patrick Kidd, who is Director of Design and Innovation at Patrick's Products. Now, Patrick's make high-performance grooming products, um, high-end, beautiful-looking products for hair and skin, and making real waves now around the world. And it's, I don't know, what's been so interesting about Man in the Mirror and the conversations I've had, as, as much as they're about skincare and grooming and some of the people behind some of those products, actually what comes out loud and clear as well is about real entrepreneurship and innovation. And that's absolutely the case here with, with Patrick's and Patrick Kidd himself. Um, he's the man behind the brand. He's a really, really interesting and, and fun character. I got to meet him a week or two ago. And again, I, I, I did this one in person. You know, often I have to do them down the line from, from my home studio just because kind of easier that way with people being all over the world but in this case Patrick was over from Australia he was here in London UK and um, we met up and had a, a really really wonderful morning at uh, the place he was staying at in in West London and we got the chance to do this face to face and so I think it was a really fun sort of freewheeling conversation covered a lot of ground I really warmed to him and I think you will too so here we go it's Patrick Kidd from Patrick's Products I'm Hayden Williams it's the Man in the Mirror podcast. Let's go. Welcome along to a special edition of Man in the Mirror. Um, I've ventured out of the home studio again, and I'm here in West London with Patrick Kidd from Patrick's. Hi, Patrick. Hey, Hayden. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? Yeah, good, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, God, thanks for doing it. And um, Patrick's over here from Australia, and he's kindly made some time to, to talk to me at... at Man in the mirror, and um, really great to do this in person because you know normally it's sort of down the yeah. line, and it's lovely to see the whites of someone's eyes. So thank you. Yeah, and weirdly, no one will probably believe it, but we're actually sitting on a stage yeah. in Soho House <laughs> by ourselves with no one around. I know. When this finishes, I'm going to do a short acoustic set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See if I can make some money. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I'll throw me undies at you. Yeah, I'm down there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll do some beat poetry. Or yeah, something. it'd be amazing. <laughs> Well, I think the f the first place to start. I mean, I'm sure you've must have told this tale a, a million times, but you know, from where Patrick's products are now, and you know, the fact that it's sold all over the world. What, what was the what was the sort of starting point in Australia? You had a did you have a hairdressing yeah, uh, barbershop yeah, yeah. or was it yeah, a, more yeah. of a salon? Yeah, so it was yeah, it was like a it was kind of a cross between the two yeah um so i was an electrician for a long time for maybe like 10 years and you were telling um, me earlier you you were an electrician here in the uk yeah i was yeah for like nearly three years yeah um when i was like 20 came over and worked for yeah a few years over here and made yeah. loads of money and traveled around the world with amy my wife who's still now who's now the ceo um yeah a long time ago but it was good yeah like i the only th the thing was though i hated it i, I never liked it i never wanted to be an electrician no i only did it because i didn't go very well in school and you know, did you think everything else? Did you think this would be it? Like I'm going to be an electrician forever, or did you always know I need to get out of this? Uh, yeah, it, it was a 
it was this weird thing, man. And I'm not like a real crier, but it kind of broke me in the end after about 10 years. You know. I was, yeah, I was like in bed one morning. And, you know, you got to get up, and I'm sure there's probably electricians listening. No, I don't want to like do it too hard. But, um, but yeah, I just, I hated it, right? And I used to do, have to do switchboards and all that kind of stuff. So you're always on your own. You're always in little cavities and yeah. it's always dusty and dirty and cold. And yeah, I just did. Did you have a, like a favorite radio station to get you? You couldn't through. even listen to the radio in case something went down and then you had to get off the site. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it was like horrific. But then, yeah, one day it was kind of like I, I just, went to get out of bed. It was like 5.30 and I don't, I don't know if it was like a breakdown or, or what happened, but I just was like fucking burst into tears and was like, I can't do it. And then Amy was like, what's wrong? You know, thinking that someone had died or, and I was like, I just don't want to do this shit anymore. I can't do it. Like, it's like, it's going to kill me. Yeah. And she's like, well, don't, you know, just fucking quit. And I was like, well, surely it can't be that. And, you know, and I'm a bit older now, so I've got that old school mentality yeah. of you stay in a job for a long time. Yeah. And, but it's know, amazing sometimes kind of when, when like, you need that clarity from someone else. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. And she kind of pushed me over the ledge on it and, and made me not sort of man up, but like, okay, like, let's have a look at it. Face it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. And then, um, man, I went in that day and kind of resigned and, and in a nice way because I thought if whatever I do next doesn't work out, mm. um, the company that I was with was really good. And then I had this idea of like a, a men's hair salon. So you know, sort of different to a barbershop, but kind of more like a salon, but for yeah. guys. Um, but had you had training in no 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 it was just from just like user experience basically it was like you know you were getting shit haircuts at barbershops where you couldn't get anything kind of fashion forward yeah um and then if you went to a women's salon it was more like if you could even get in there because they usually didn't want to do guys because the 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 price service is so low right Mm. Um, for the same amount of time they can probably get three to five hundred dollars out of a woman yeah whereas they're charging us like 20 and it would take just as long so sort of bang for buck it wasn't as great for them and they were very you know feminine places which is which is cool but like just as a guy you weren't they weren't kind of tailored to your needs so then totally i um i actually when i was an apprentice i bought like a a little tiny apartment in marimbula where near where i'm from and it was like fifty three thousand aussie dollars so it was not that much mm. and i got a loan over like 35 years so it was like five bucks a week to pay it <laughs> off it was really you could i could as an apprentice i could afford to pay it off um but then that went up in value a lot over the sort of I guess maybe five or six years that I'd had it, um, up to like 250,000, which, you know, now is nothing. It's, you know, still it's, but at it's the a time, good leap, though. yeah, I borrowed 200 grand against it. Um, and then set up this, I used that 200,000 to set up the shop and then, man, the shop just went crazy from day one. It was like, it was a big store and we had a bar in it. We were the first licensed hairdressers in the country so we could sell booze. Wow. Um, we had deals with Ducati, so they used to bring new bikes in every week. We had, um, you know, it was like lots of staff. I think we had sort of 25, 30 staff in the end. But like a proper space for men. Yeah. That, that was, yeah, that yeah. Was so the... we had like Jarrah timber floor. Like we balled out on this thing. We had Jarrah timber floors and Chesterfield couches. And, and like now I wouldn't do that. But at the time that was what was cool. And we, we had the like, best electrics in. Yeah, yeah. And again, this will tell you how long ago it was. We had plasma screens. Wow. And they were like the real deal. Cutting edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a few mates at like this place called JB Hi Fi. And I was like, boys, I need to buy like four plasmas. And they're like, holy fuck, man. That's like. You're like, high roller. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, yeah, we're going to make this place cool. And then we had like iPads on the table. And, you know, back then it was like um, GQ, Esquire, FHM, mm. you know, all the magazines on the table. And we'd get fresh newspapers in every day. And, um, but you'd obviously. You know, it, the way you describe it, and, it, and it, I can totally imagine this space, but it is quite 
a leap, isn't it? So there, there must have been this idea sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. forming in your, your yeah. head anyway. Of this could, this could work. And the bravery to do it is yeah, always yeah. something I really Well, generally admire. I find with like that and anything else that will kind of develop now, it's sort of like if I use it, I know it'll, someone else probably will, right? Yeah. Um, and if I liked the service, because um, you go in, someone will take your coat, you get offered a coffee, or if you don't want yeah. a coffee, you can have a whiskey or a beer or yeah. whatever. Um, and then you get like, like an actual haircut from someone that, you know, can do barbering as well. Um, yeah. and then you get like, you long head massages. Wow. Yeah. We tried not to. And again, that might, I don't know if it's a bone of contention with anyone listening who's barbers and, you know, into the old school stuff. Like I'm, I don't know, man. I personally, I don't think like one straight razor, no matter how good you are or as a barber mm. is going to beat a six bladed suspension set yeah. Gillette yeah, yeah. Mac fucking whatever they've got these days. <laughs> Um, Max with 20, with, uh, you know, a billion dollars spent on R and D on shaving creams and stuff like that. Like yeah. you just, you just can't get the skin as smooth and, you know, do the job that like uh, the new razors can do against a straight razor. And for us more that, more so than that even was that it, they took a long time, right? So mm. it would take me, you know, two hours usually by the time the girls or me or whoever did it, um, did that service by the time you do it properly, you know, you got hot towels, cold towels and, yeah. and you want the guy to relax and yeah, feel yeah, into yeah. it and. Um, you've got to shave it with and against and blah, blah, blah. And anyway, you, but you couldn't charge more than say like a hundred bucks for it. Yeah. But with the, I could do four haircuts in that time and make like 400. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of like, it wasn't worth, the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. Nice. As they say. I did my thing with it. And I, and you know, occasionally go, I've got a, you know, relatively short beard and occasionally I'll go somewhere and, and have that sort of pampering and get the, yeah, it's a nice trim. It's a lovely Don't get me wrong. Yeah. 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 But I think when I'm paying, you know, 40, 50 quid or whatever, really sort of trivial. But at least with a haircut, I know it's going to do me for yeah, three, yeah, four yeah, weeks, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I always get the, I get the beard done and they do such a beautiful job. And then I'm such a hairy git that like yeah, yeah, two yeah, days yeah, later, yeah, yeah. So the, whole, the whole point of it is yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's gone. So yeah, it just yeah. feels like such a yeah. sort of ephemeral thing. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah. And I'm not a hater on, you know, no, cutthroat no, no. shaves at all. But it was more just that time v money wasn't yeah, good for yeah. us. Um, and, and that's like important. Said, it's all running. over the next day. We used to do a lot of guys for like weddings and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, like four or five guys would come in and, you know, they'd all have a shave and all have a haircut and, you know, make them look good yeah, for the yeah. day. And I'd give them like a cigar and some whiskey and everything else and send them on their way. Send them on their way. Yeah. So but it was quite a risk, with... man. If you're doing like a cutthroat shave before a wedding, it's sort of like, yeah, don't really want blood. It's not the day you want to like cut <laughs> someone, you know? So what happened then in terms of making your own product? What, 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 yeah, that, well, that was like, sorry, I feel like I've, talked a lot about the salon and no, there's no, a whole no. other life after that. Scene yeah. setting. Scene yeah, setting. yeah, yeah. So basically the, that, the, the product sprang from the salon. So we would make more money off selling products than haircuts. And, yeah. and the haircuts were $60 back then, yeah. which was a lot. You know, you could get one for five bucks um, pretty much anywhere. Yeah. So it was, but it gave us this sort of a niche group of guys that were happy to pay for the service and wanted the experience, wanted quality, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. And then we were trying to find like a really high-end product to sell in the store. And at the time we were using American Crew. Mm-hmm. Um, we were the biggest seller of American crew in Australia at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, it used to pump, but we'd make more money off the product sales than the actual service. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just searched the world for like years trying to find like a really high end multifunctional, like a high performance brand yeah. for guys and couldn't find one. So we thought, fuck it, let's just do it ourselves. Um, and then, which again sounds, you know, I love it because look at where Patrick's is now, mm. but that, you know, you've obviously, you're obviously someone that's prepared. To yeah, I didn't realise I had no, 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 I was very naive. You know, I didn't know how hard it would be or how long it would take. And 
you know, I underestimated it a little bit. Um, and more probably more how expensive it would become. Yeah. You know, like it's everyone wants to start their own brand or their own thing. And man, in cosmetics or pharmaceuticals <laughs> or whatever, it's fucking expensive. Yeah. You know, and you just think, oh, yeah, I'll make a product. And like the, realistically, the hardest part is trying to get good labs to work with you when you're yeah. a startup because they just don't want to do it because they probably get a thousand submissions a week from people saying, oh, I want to do this thing, I want to do that thing, and so how did you 999 over- of them will never get to market. Yeah, so how did you overcome that in terms of getting, you know, you had a very clear idea of what this product should be and, and sort of articulate yeah. that to a lab and uh, yeah. getting you, them to take you seriously? Yeah, so there was, basically, what happened was we, we tried to find, there was labs in Australia that did it, mm. um, and we got, like, samples from them and sort of explained what we wanted to do, and um, I'd kind of designed the packaging you know, in sketches and stuff like that. And, you know, had given them not renders, but like back then there wasn't really renders. You do, I just draw stuff for them. Mm. Um, and, but the formulations we were getting back were just terrible. You know, they were like so bad. They were like not even stuff you could sell in a supermarket yeah. for two bucks. It was like, that was so not big. the idea. Um, anyway, after, after a while, we'd not, we hadn't sort of given up on it, but it was, it was becoming really hard. Um, Amy found a lab in Miami who had done an equity deal with Tony and Guy mm-hmm. um, with TG and Label M. And they sold that for, I think they sold TG for $450 million or something. It was a lot. Um, I could be wrong. It might be, it was something. It was a huge amount of money. Punky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Label M was the same. And But we kind of realized, well, hey, if these guys have done an equity deal with that, we might be able to do the same thing and give them a bit of the business in exchange for, you know, helping us make the products and stuff like that. And and we emailed and called and emailed and called and got nothing. And then eventually we're like, fuck it, let's just get on a plane and go there. Mm -hmm. Um, And rolled up and um, spoke to the guy at the front desk and (laughs) kind of knew who I was anyway, because I'd left so many voicemails and um, I was calling all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But in a nice way as well. I wasn't Mm. like annoying anyone. And then, man, the the main guy kind of walked down the stairs as, as we were there and heard my voice and... Um, the accent and was like, ah, you know, it's like, you know, Patrick, are you, you know, I was like, yeah. And then, um, took a meeting and I was like, man, just give me five minutes, 10 minutes. Let me explain the concept. If you don't like it, no harm, no foul. And if you do like, let's do something. And I think that just made them sort of think, fuck this kid's serious, you know, like he's all the way around the other side of the world, cost me a fortune to get there. And yeah, within five minutes, they loved it. You know, like they, there was nothing like it because we wanted to do like the hair loss stuff. We wanted to do a, like the, you know, the other thing which they really liked and all the labs now love um, with what we do is, and I feel like we've got an edge over everyone is we don't give them a budget to make a product. Right. So most people will say, Hey, look, we need to make like a, a, you know, a matte finish, medium hold styling product. um, And we, we need to make it for $5 or $2 or whatever the budget is. And then that's just hamstringing the, the chemists and the engineers yeah. and who's making it, right? Um, it'd be like it, saying to an architect, yo, can you design my doghouse for me? Yeah. At the back. And I know, guess rather the, than saying, hey, can you change the skyline of New York for me? Yeah. Or make an iconic building. And it, I guess it must mean that they, you know, if there's a set budget, they'll go back to ingredients and formulas exactly. that they've yeah, used yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they won't be stoked about it. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's the main thing. I want the guys to be like, like our brief is always like, I want to make sure that that sits up in the end of your, you know, in your office at the end of the day, yeah. or the end of the year, saying yeah. that was the best thing I could create in 2022. Yeah. Um, so with that in mind, obviously the lab then goes, oh, no budgets, fuck yeah, we're, we're going to make some money out of this. And I, I get that as well. Mm. And then those guys actually, they're called Ladove, um, and they ended up, um, investing in the business. Um, so we, we gave those guys, and no one will mind me saying it, they, we gave those guys 10% of the business in exchange for lower minimum orders because that's a thing that really yeah. catches you. You've got to um, make a certain amount to do, make it worth yeah. their and if and, and, you know, the usual minimums are like 50000 So mm. if you've got to make 50000 of a product that costs 10 bucks, you know, you 
into the millions straight away. Yeah. Then you've got packaging on top of that, and then you've got to ship it all, and yeah. you've got compliance, which, you know, is another... So this is all coming from Miami to, to you in the, yeah, in yeah, the Australia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, everywhere from that point. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they... So they, the owners of that company went on our board. Um, they, they, they all helped it. They gave us free storage and stuff in Miami. And mm. like, it was a really, it was a good deal. And in hindsight, I probably gave them a little bit too much, but fuck it, I wouldn't be here without it. Yeah. Right. And you don't know that stuff when you're first doing it. And then I actually went back to school and did like a, an advanced diploma of corporate finance so I could raise money myself rather wow. than using like a corporate advisor. Yeah. Um, and that allowed me to, because we had this sort of, bunch of guys that have been testing the product. So we started working with the the lab, right? And they mm-hmm. started sending us products and then we were testing it in the salon and I was telling people we're going to do our own product brand. And, you know, a lot of the guys were, you know, sort of wealthier guys and, um, or had a bit of change on the side. And so they came in. So then, yeah, we did a, we basically just emailed our database from the shop and said, Hey, look, we're developing a product. We're going to raise money for it. And we're going to have an, inv- an evening. We'll have an investor presentation. Um, and then, yeah, shot it up on the wall and I wore a suit for the first time like ever. <laughs> and, uh, I thought that was what you did back then, right? I never would now, but, um, yeah, I had a suit and tie and did a, like a full pitch presentation, sort of pointing at a wall and, you know, how we were going to be the next big thing. Next and slide, please. Exactly. And it was exactly that. It was fun though. Like, I mean, it wasn't as cringy as that. We had like, Ducati gave us a whole bunch of bikes. We had like pole dancers. We had... Oh, they I mean... Diageo gave us a whole bunch of booze. British American tobacco like drowned us in cigars. And That was not like any music. No, no, no. It was a different thing. And we had music pumping and, and I wanted to be cool, right? I wanted to, to yeah. represent A, the salon, because it was a bit of a rock and roll kind of place. Yeah. Um, and then B, the, the brand moving forward that was like, you know, we're not fucking around here. This is like, if I'm going to take other people's money, yeah, I'll, I want to do it properly. It's credible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I'm very competitive and, and so is Amy. And um, I just thought with everything we do, it's sort of like, well, why can't I make the best thing in the world? I, I can give the best brief. I know what is going to work. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of pride ourselves on working with the best people to make the best products. Um, and then, yeah, we raised like $250,000 Aussie at that point. Um, for, and we, we sold 10% of the business. Yeah. Um, and then that sort of funded the, the initial development. And then once we got the development all done, that took about three or four years to get the products all tested. And, and you, and you, is all the time, are you trying this in the salon and trying it out on the guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and that, I mean, that's the time consuming part, right? Yeah. Which again, people think they're going to make a product and then, you know, it's like, yeah, we'll launch it, you know, in, in a month. It's yeah. Like there's no chance. It takes you two or three years to, to make yeah. a product from start to finish. Um, because it might be different if you were at a salon in Miami where you could give instant feedback, but they'd post it to us, right? We'd, which would take like a week or two to mm. get to us. Then we'd, pretty much instantly you could tell if there was a weakness or a positive or whatever. Um, but then we'd use it for like a week on kind of like 300 guys, test it out, give it to them, wait for their feedback. Then we'd give feedback to the lab. They'd make a new version that might mm-hmm. take another two weeks. And then they would send that back to us and another two weeks shipping. And then yeah, yeah. before you know it, it's like years. Yeah. Um, but we just, in the end, the the Miami lab got the shits with us a bit and we're like, guys, you're making 0.01% changes. Like, no one's going to notice. You've, <laughs> this is it. You know, you, you, no more changes. You've got to finish. It costs them development time, yeah, yeah. you know, every t- every time you do that. Um, and then, yeah, and then, I mean, there was lots more to it than that. We had like a fragrance lab. Um, so we were mm. working heavily with them. They were in New York. Um, so you get like a million different fragrances, but the product itself has its own fragrance. So then yeah. you can't just add a fragrance in. You've got to kind of build it yeah. in. Um, and, and what was the initial range of products was it you started with shampoo yeah yeah it was was the styling products were kind of first they yeah. came out before the shampoos and conditioners um the shampoos and conditioners were more like the packaging that took the longest time but ladove introduced us to berlin packaging who's a big packaging company in chicago mm. and again would never have worked with us ever you know what i mean but because 
Ladove had given Berlin, um, I think it was TG or, or Label M, whichever it was, a massive contract. Um, they kind of got a foot in the door. And then yeah. Mike, who was the guy from Ladove, he flew up to Chicago with us, with Amy and I, introduced us to the guys. And they do free design work in exchange for a manufacturing contract. Right. So it meant that I didn't have to pay like half a million dollars to get CAD drawn. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to do custom packaging, right? Yeah. For the styling products. And we still use the same thing. Yeah. Um, as opposed to like just a tub or, you know, the generic thing that sort of everyone else yeah. uses. Because uh, it gives you an instant point of difference on the shelf. And I wanted everything to have two locks because it's, and it's, a, it's an expensive product, right? So I wanted guys to be able to take it to the gym, take it on holidays, take it wherever. Yeah. And it wouldn't, you could trust that it was never going to come undone. And then that took a long time as well. Yeah. You know? So we were testing at the same time. And then all the hair loss stuff. So you've got to do, you know, like we were using Capixel back then. We now use Redenzel and Capixel and mm -hmm. everything else. And, you know, you got to do sort of trials and tests and compliance and all that yeah. to get the clinicals off the back of it to make sure you can make the claims. Um, and then using those at the, you know, anyone can put Redenzel or Capixel in a product and say it's going to do hair loss, but you've got to put it in at the, the percentage that it's tested on to get the results. So yeah. it might be like 2%, right? Yeah. Um, but you could put in 0.01% and say, I've got it hell, it's not going to do shit, yeah, yeah. but you can make the claim. Yeah. So we had to do everything at, well, we did everything at the clinically tested level. So then you can, you know, then it actually worked, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, the, the, the styling products were first. Um, the packaging for the shampoo and conditioner, we just way over-engineered and tried to do something crazy and different. And I, I mentioned it on a previous podcast. I said, I, you know, yeah. I love the, the, the daily technique shampoo. If you haven't seen it, it's, it's worth looking at uh, Patrick's website and having a look, but this sort of sprung loaded thing that must be inside something's going yeah, on inside yeah. well that was, that was beautiful the, that was like v10 oh is it? yeah the first ones were like a they looked like a brick almost but they had like a one-way silicon valve and what i wanted to sort of invent i guess with the with those guys was a um like you know when you pick up honey and you just squirt it and, it cut, and the valve is on the bottom yeah and then it just comes out and then it shuts itself off yeah, and they yeah, put yeah. it back down yeah. so that was the view to use shampoo quickly and easily in the shower was pick it up squirt it put it back down yeah into your hand type yeah. thing um, but then you have to close that valve off for shipping and storage so we developed a thing where you spun the bit this big aluminium piece on the bottom 180 degrees and then that locked off the valve right so you could have it in storage or you know, whatever. So the, basically yeah. someone would buy the product, twist that bottom bit when they got it home, that would open the valve and it's ready to go. And the product would always be sitting in the, in the bottom, you know, you use mm. all of the product in the shampoo bottle. Um, but fuck me, did I over design that? <laughs> oh man, it cost an absolute fortune. Everyone thought then that you had to like turn that valve on and off every time. Right. You got to like, you're doing this whole extra step in the shower. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. no, 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 just leave it there. Once just you've the opened it once, you can just, <laughs> you can pick it up and use it. But it was just way over engineered. Um, and eventually we scrapped it and like we launched with it because it looked cool, right? There was mm. nothing like it. Um, but then we ended up going back to like an airless pump, uh, yeah. which we use now, yeah. which is, you know, it's a standard package, um, and it's it's a better in so many different ways. Yeah, yeah, but lesson learned. Yeah, um, and it was cool. We went out with something different. Um, um so w were the products successful from day one? Really? Yeah, pretty much. So basically, once I raised another half a million for, for at a five mil valuation, so we kind of just doubled the first one. Yeah. Once we'd got it, like, and that was to pay for the production. Uh -huh. Um. So that paid for the initial kind of production, and then at that point, the salon was kind of getting. You know, it's just too hard to do both. So yeah. we sold the business. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it still running now? No, no. I actually sold it to like a developer. Okay. Um, so I, I had like a two-year lease on the yeah. thing. And then, and a guy wanted to do like to redevelop the whole strip of shops. Resi oh, residential or? No, it was like, it, it was both. So yeah. it was like um, retail and big high-rise stuff above it. Um, 
Anyway, I was the only one with a lease because Amy's a lawyer, so she's like the smart one to make sure we lease the lease. <laughs> and these guys basically bought the business office just to get the lease done. Right. Um, and it was a fair bit. It sort of it paid for a lot of development of the of the brand at mm-hmm. that time. Um, and then once we got it all done, we the, I think the thing that we did differently to everyone else was that rather than working your way up the hierarchy of stores where, where you might go into other barbershops and then you might mm-hmm. go and get it into salons and then you might go into like sort of chemists or drugstores, whatever you call them here, or um, and then go into like department stores yeah. and so on. And you kind of you're always working your way yeah. up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas we just thought, fuck that, like let's just go straight, straight to, the, to top. the top floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because of the brief that we'd given with like the hair loss stuff and then the fragrance and the packaging, like mm. everything was like turned up to eleven, right? Like it yeah, was all yeah. as good as it could be. Yeah. Um, that then made it expensive. So then that put us into a luxe category. Yeah. Because we had to make it expensive because there's just otherwise we're going to lose money on it. Um, and I thought that was the gap anyway, that there wasn't like a high-end, multifunctional, you yeah. know, design-heavy yeah. men's brand. Um, there was just, a, I think we're still alone in the space. Like, I think you, there's I really think no are. one else yeah, with us. Are. I mean, yeah. Kevin Murphy make cool shit, but it's not like, it's not, it's still very unisex. Um, yeah. I love it. The great products. Don't yeah. Get me wrong. Yeah. Um, there's not that many other brands that like kind of play in the space that we do. I think um, right. so with that, then we went to Mr. Porter who were thinking about doing grooming, um, at the time. This is maybe, Shit, eight years ago. Or yeah, um, and pitched them the idea, and they said, "Yeah, come to New York, we'll check it out." Um, so Amy and I flew over to New York, pitched it to Mr. Porter. Amy was thirty-eight weeks pregnant um, with our wow. first kid, <laughs> so we had to get letters from like you know doctors, doctors and stuff and to be able to fly at yeah. that sort of late stage of pregnancy. Um, and then, man, they loved us. Yeah, they they just signed us up straight away. We were the first grooming brand. That they put on the site because um, it was mean, expensive. It was yeah, design heavy. It, like such a it looked good like a bit, Mr. Right. Porter product. Yeah, totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, and then, yeah, we kind of shook hands. There was a bit more to it than that, but we <laughs> shook hands and high fived and um, got everything going. And then they were like, "Cool, send us a line sheet. Let's do it." And then the lifts closed, and we were like, "Fuck what yeah!" Just and they were like, "What the yeah. fuck is a line sheet?" You know what I mean? Like, no clues. Not how to run like a brand. Just we were so focused on wow. kind of making a good product. Um, and so we didn't even have you... the shampoos and conditions at that point. Um, so they were still like in R and D. We right. couldn't get the packaging to work properly. It was a fucking nightmare. Um, but we'd sort of promised Mr. Porter. So then the race was on to get it all done, to get it delivered in time. Oh, anyway. Yeah. And then, but then that was the, not the, I wouldn't say the genius bit, but that was the bit that worked really well for us where Mr. Porter, you know, and still are very much the purveyors of what's cool. Yeah. Um, maybe more so back then. Um, well, again, and, I think they had more of a, Gap they had space that they had too, that man. Place, they yeah. were like, yeah, they were they were a beast, um, and they still are. Mm. They, don't get me wrong. Um, it's like new ownership now, and it's sort of changed a little bit. I think they're trying to get as much money out of the brand as they can without, you know, they used to do so much more cooler stuff, but it would have cost them a packet, right? Yeah, like their parties back in the day, like the Mister Porter good. parties were, were they? fucking epic. <laughs> you know, they actually had you know celebrities, designers, yeah. like you name it. Like the the who's who were always at their parties. You like that stuff? I you love like it, man. Yeah, work? I grew up on a farm in fucking <laughs> South Coast of New South Wales. Like, you know what I mean? It's, for me, it was incredible. I yeah. met some like proper hard hitting movie stars, celebs. Oh, and I reckon you, I reckon you'd be quite a good. Netflix. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I love that shit. yeah, 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 of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it's pinch yourself moments, right? Like you'd be in LA or New York or London or Paris or wherever it was, and you know you'd be hanging a piss next to Graham Norton or like you know whatever. There's so much crazy stuff, yeah. like actors and movie stars, and yeah. and I became great friends with a lot of the crew from from that day, yeah. from and sort of day one. But also, you've got uh, you've got a great story to tell and you've got products that I'm sure people are quite yeah. happy to have Mate, on their shelves. And- honestly, with Mr. Porter, and that, I think that's probably why it got me 
invited back to the parties more so than my personality. <laughs> Because I probably drank too much, uh, you know, free yeah. booze at the bar and crossing swords got booted out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was always the last to leave. But like, and that would also get me more invites because it was just like I'd have a good time, right? Because I appreciated yeah. it and I loved it. Um, yeah. And you know, I met all the other brand designers from what, like clothing brands and shoe brands, and I'm, I'm really into fashion, right? So you're hanging yeah. out with like your heroes. Um, and I think again, you know, with Patrick's, that feels there's a real. It, it does feel like it. it fits into the the world of fashion yeah, style yeah. and motors and all that stuff which yeah you know th there's a there's a real thought behind it and and a, and a real all the design and i mean you could i could do a whole i just actually did a, a presentation to volvo in you in the u.s for their concept car did you um yeah because they the the guy there who's now his name's nick he's like a good friend of mine um he's the head of design for volvo um, and he's got a bunch of young dudes that are amazing designers that just sit in front of computers all day, right? And they're young, so they don't know mm. a huge amount about design. So this guy has been taking them to do like architecture tours and then like going to art galleries and open um, their eyes. Yeah. And bit, like yeah. getting, and he's been getting, and I was actually the first one to do it, but he'd get other designers to come in if no matter what industry it was from to talk mm. to their guys about the way they design things right yeah and i did that for three hours because we're, we're so design heavy and i won't bore your listeners with like all the design stuff but, no, but it's, it was it's very much like part of it. yeah cars like inspired a lot of it like yeah. um you know we used the fibonacci sequence for all the boxes which came from the aston martin 177 yeah. um you know well obviously the aston used that from the fibonacci sequence then we used like the same aluminium billet that apple used on their all their products um like i'm oh, a right, huge wow. james bond fan so yeah. every barcode's got a 007 in it the business is actually called patrick's universal exports because whenever james bond's undercover it's James Bond Universal Exports. Okay. Uh, so there's a million yeah. things. Like we've like even in our styling products, there's no there's no corners. So you don't yeah. leave product in. So you can get your yeah. finger. And those corners are the the average radius of a guy's fingertip. Like it's so oh. design heavy, man. No one would have a fucking clue. And then like even the finger slide panel on the top, um, that's the same angle as the side air intakes of a Lamborghini Aventador. Like there's Heaps of cool stuff. So you can imagine how crazy I drove the designers on. Oh, I bet that was on a, the a fascinating talk, though. Yeah, yeah, it was. But it was cool, and they loved it, right? They because you know they've they get to design something really cool, and and it yeah. wasn't without its problems. Um, there was like you know there was so many complications trying to get it to look good, and then we had to basically come up with a new way to eject the product out of the mold because they had like ejector pins which would punch a, the plastic part out. Yeah, but it would leave like eight marks on the product. So whenever you open the lid, you'd have these big dots in the product I was like what the fuck want. is that yeah so i just said to them like is there any way you can just use air and then that changed the whole way that they did it so now they've like vacuum blasted out right um or whatever the opposite to a vacuum is um yeah yeah, yeah rather than suck they push yeah but then you know the mr porter thing like sort of going back to that like mm. it, it did very much sit in that that realm of products yeah and then but then once you get me supporter right you get selfridges yeah because the selfridges are like well who's these guys you know yeah blah, 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 blah. and then once you get selfridges you get harrods and once you get harrods you get harvey nicks once you get harvey nicks you get and and then you get and Liberty, here we are now and then Brown, global domination yeah 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 and all that stuff i mean the other thing the the truthful side of it is you don't make that much money selling to big retailers mm. um they take a fair clip on it um and it's a tough sale selling hair products in somewhere that's not a hair salon. Yeah. Um, so you've got to make your brand pretty cool and you've got to make it, you know, explained easily to people quickly yeah. so they can buy it. Um, because generally people are buying hair products and stuff like that on, um, you know, in a salon environment mm -hmm. or, you know, not in a retail Where there's a bit more... Yeah, 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 yeah. So I do a lot of the training. So, and again, that was another, that's another whole thing where for the longest time we never did marketing. 
And it wasn't because, you know, we were anti-marketing or trying to be too cool for school or, you know, all that kind of thing, which I think people think that we, that's the way we were. Uh, was, we just didn't have a budget for it. Yeah. And the budget that we did have, I used to travel around and meet all the buyers, right? So we'd go, you know, I'd go to the Mr. Porter parties and go and hang out with everyone. And, and help train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. and then I'd meet the guys. So like getting into Barney's and stuff, again, it, it's not fucking easy, man. Like people kind of think it's an easy ride. Like I reckon I went to New York six or seven times from Sydney. That's mm. a 5K trip yeah. every time. Yeah, yeah, Um And I'd go into Barney's, I'd buy a T-shirt, I'd have like, say, an M2 in my pocket or something, um, get talking to the guy, and it'd be a cool T-shirt, like that's half the fun, right? I'd get to buy a cool T-shirt for like 500 bucks and everyone's like, dude, you can't buy a T-shirt for 500 bucks, it's crazy. But then I'd talk to the guys, right, who were selling me the shirts, and they'd be like, oh, what are you doing in town? And I'd be like, oh, I've actually just launched my brand with Mr. Porter and um, here to do some marketing stuff with those guys. And I'm like, cool, what is it? And I'm like, oh, let's check this out. And they're like, fuck, that's awesome, man. You should sell it here. And I'm like, yeah. I'd love to. Knowing that was the strategy <laughs> the whole time. Right? And then they're like, oh, man, I'll introduce you to the buyer. And I'd be like, cool, fuck, that'd be awesome. And then you've got a nice warm introduction to the buyer yeah. um, rather than just emails bouncing out of yeah, wherever. Yeah. Um, and then I'd meet with the buyer and then convince them that like grooming was the next big thing and try and get the products in there like that. And it worked um, and got into Barney's, did the same thing with Bergdorf. And then once you get a few of the bigger stores, then the other ones kind of yeah, follow. Then it follows. Yeah, I had to do it with Neiman's as well. But I can totally imagine the sort of evangelical zeal, you know, I, I'm, yeah, being a founder of a business and being someone that can actually talk about it with, yeah, 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 with yeah, the, yeah. the passion and, and yeah, yeah, understanding, that's, yeah, yeah. that's big part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was amazing, man. Like, it was getting on planes and from being underfloors and in roofs and doing like, yeah. you know, electrical shit. Quite a change. To going into planes and having cool bags and staying yeah. in hotels and having like meetings and, you know, this is all new to me. Um, and and in the was toilet like, next to Graham Norton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, him and a million other guys. Yeah. It was like, I don't know why I said Graham. No, I, was I, like, I, I actually did meet him at a party in London. He was really lovely. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like this whole surreal world. And and I wanted, you know, I, I didn't ever have dreams of being a, a businessman or an, an, even an entrepreneur. I, mm. I couldn't spell it now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who the fuck can spell entrepreneur? But it sort of turned out, it's just what I wanted to do, right? But you put the hours in, in terms oh, of, yeah, yeah, yeah well, yeah. the That's the other around. thing that, like, people don't realise. And I, I do now, I'm kind of lucky enough to do a lot of talks to, like, other entrepreneurs or mm -hmm. business owners and stuff like that. And A, for me, it's good because there's 200 people in the room that kind of, you've got an instant connection with because yeah. no, not many people know what it's like to run a business. Like, yeah, really yeah. hard. Um, and especially one that sort of gets some traction. Um, I often liken it to being like bipolar, like literally one email, you're like, fuck, like, how are we going to get out of this? Like, this is just, the business is done. Fuck it. We're out. Yeah. It's all too hard. Um, and then two seconds later, you're like, yes. Top of the world. Yeah. 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 And it's like up and down and up yeah. and down and up and down. And it's like 24 seven. And, and you've got to roll with that. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And, and I love it. Like I, I often get asked like, what are we going to do once we sort of finish this thing or sell it or whatever? Um, but it's like, I don't know, I'll probably sit on a psychiatrist's couch being stressed out about not being stressed out. You know what I mean? Because I've, I live the life. It's sort of like, yeah. I've become, I think my personality is suited to it. I'm, like I, I think about it all the time. I do it all the time, but I see so many other people start businesses and I just know in five seconds, it's not going to work because they don't have the, the kind of Dedication. get after it yeah. sort of vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also when you were saying earlier, um, even raising money, man, like that's, yeah, I've raised money, like millions of dollars off people without even them reading the IM or looking at the financials. Yeah. Like three guys I got in a gym 
Really? Yeah, yeah. We just started boxing. One of the guys, I, um, he's from London, um, and man, he runs a hedge fund, right? He's like, How and he's perfect. one of my advisors, and <laughs> yeah. now he's like one of my great friends. His name's John. Anyway, I the first thing we said to each other was like, I was like, fuck, man, you look as hungover as I do, and he told me to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was it. That was our meeting. Yeah. And then um, I was like, Carl, let's do some boxing. And we sort of started doing some boxing together. And and he was just a nice guy, right? And I had no intentions of like there was nothing sort of. You weren't trying. I wasn't trying to get money. Out. I wasn't even raising money at the time. Yeah. But eventually, I just said to him, "Man, fuck yeah, good session." Blah blah blah. And we did a stretch together, and we're having a bit of a laugh. He's a good dude. Um. And then I left him some products at the reception. I just said, "Man, I'll leave some shit for you upstairs." And he was like, "Cool." And then he. Somehow I got my number um, and text me saying, man, this stuff is like phenomenal. Yeah. He's like, I'm kind of in the investment game. If you want to, you know, let, let me know if you ever raise money and I'm in. And I was like, cool. We Fine. are. You should say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I met him for a coffee like the next day. Um, and then he invested in the business. Didn't even read the IM. And then this is, this is another thing that kind of is good education for if anyone's listening that wants to start their own business or wants to raise money. Um, I was like, man, let me send you the IM. I'll send you the financials. We had like three-way financial projections and all this mm. crazy shit. You know, we did everything really properly and professionally. And he was like, man, I didn't need that shit. He's like, I invest in people. I've been doing this for long enough now. I know. Really? Yeah. He's like, I, I can tell you're going to get after. And he checked a few boxes, but then, yeah. you know, sent me a check straight away and then goes, look, um, I've got another couple of guys in New York that you got you got to meet. They'll they'll probably do the same as what I'm doing. Mm. Um, and he goes, to get over there now, I'll give him a heads up, you're coming. And then... Again, unplanned. I didn't have kids then either, so it was a little bit easier. I could just, yeah. I could just get on a plane, um, and jumped over to New York and met another guy. He was watching soccer or like football, as you guys call it, we at do. a pub at like six in the morning. Yeah. You know, and I met him at the pub at six in the morning. We drank like three bottles of rosé and about a million Guinnesses, and smoked a packet of cigarettes. And he gave me two hundred grand, and I left. But it stands to reason. And again, it? he didn't know, he didn't read the didn't IM, ask didn't him. ask anything. But you want to, you, you want to invest and and work with people that you connect. Exactly. With. Yeah, like, yeah. And we're still people. great mates to this yeah. day. You know, and um, like even the, you know, we'll get into the skincare thing yeah. later on. But that like, that all started from a, a guy I met in a sauna in Chicago. Weird. Wow. I saw his dick before I knew his name. This <laughs> <laughs> is <the> true. <laughs> yeah, and he kind of started this whole other side of the business. Yeah. You know? And also, I mean, we were talking a bit before we started recording, but your your wife, Amy, is the CEO. So yeah. there's, I mean, even more so that, this, that Patrick's is your world all the time. But yeah, you've got yeah, that yeah. nice kind of yin and yang, I guess, where you, know, yeah, you bring it, different it, things to it. And yeah, yeah, she, totally. she's a lawyer, trained yeah, lawyer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I met her in London. She was at King's College um, doing a law degree. And then she, when she came back to Australia with me, she was working as a lawyer. And then got her into the business with the salon because that got like pretty big pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, she's been the, the main driver behind Patrick's for like she is the brand really. Um, I get to do all the fun stuff and that's my name on it. But she. But it must be great to have, you know, the, a so real different. life partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're so different, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, because I start a million things and get sort of distracted by the next shiny thing and, yeah. you know, always off developing the next product. But I never finish anything, right? Which is like... It's just not in my nature. Yeah. Um, whereas she's so detail focused, she can she reads everything. She remembers fucking everything, man. She could write word for word a conversation that we had with like Berlin Packaging ten years ago. Wow. And my stories get a bit like, you know, different you with time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm known for never letting the truth get in the way of a good story. But um, but you need both those yeah, yeah, elements, yeah. I think. Yeah, and she's great with all the staff. You know, like I can be a bit more. So like, come on, you know, I come from a trade background, right? So it's like you try to sort of yeah, yeah. So it's like, come on, fucking do it, let's go, everyone, let's go, yeah. blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. And not everyone responds well to that, you know. It's sort of like <clears throat> just uh, yeah. And 
I just have this mentality of like, just, you just got to do it, right? Like yeah. whatever I want, I feel like now, and it's not arrogance or it's not, you know, anything. It's more just, I feel like I can do anything that I want to do. They've put my mind to it. If you put enough effort in and enough time in, mm. it, you, it'll happen. Mm. If you want it bad enough, if you actually want it and you, you know, like my sort of goal towards the back end of the year is to try and lose a few kilos. You know, I've been in the States for like three weeks and then been here for another two weeks and I'll put on like eight kilos yeah. and it's time now to be like, all right, you fat fuck. <laughs> it's go time, you know, like be diligent, be hardcore yeah. with it, go to the gym, do your thing and, and I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, but I've got to, but it's not going to be easy. And there'll be times where I'll be like, do you know what? I, just, I might just have a fucking fill of fish and, or yeah. I might have a cigarette or I might have whatever, you know, like, and it's kind of like, no, nah, all right, you got to get your head down. You got to do it. And that's been the thing with the business and Amy as well. Like she's, she's kind of, she probably struggles with it more than I do making the time for herself yeah. and can often get really, really exhausted. And, you know, with kids on top of that yeah. and, and life and marriage yeah, and everything yeah. else that comes with it. Yeah. Um, whereas I, I do go, I try and go to the gym for an hour a day. And if I didn't, I'd go fucking crazy. So you know, de-stress. Yeah. 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 And you have to, because I think if you're not like mentally taking care of yourself, it would overwhelm you mm. quickly because as you know, I've got millions of dollars of other people's money Every week there's loads of money coming in, but more goes out. Um, you're always taking the next sort of punt on the next product. Yeah. Um, and, you know, is this going to be worth a $200,000 investment? You know, yeah. and again, it's not my money, right? Yeah. Like it's someone else's. I've got to make these guys some money. And that's a big weight on your shoulder. Yeah, and I've got like a, a, I guess like a reputation to protect with the yeah. brand now. Like yeah. is it going to look and feel like Patrick's? Is it going to work? Is it, are guys going to like it? Um, so you sit out front of the brand and you kind of, yeah. Yeah. So I do most of the like yeah. kind of R and D stuff yeah. and then we'll actually test the products yeah. and then design how they look and yell at everyone for not having the right font. And, you know, <laughs> I get really crazy on the design, man. Like I'm just lucky we've got a cool team who puts up with my shit. Yeah. Um, Anna, who's like our kind of, oh, she's like, I wouldn't say the office mum because she's not that old, but she's, <laughs> um, she looks after everyone in the office, right? She's, she's thinks I'm like a product diva <laughs> and I am, I totally am, yeah. but she, you know, I don't think it'd be what it is without it. Mm. Um, cause we but give a fuck thing. about the details, yeah. you know what I mean? Which is, is, is absolutely, you know, apparent to, you know, using Patrick's products, but I'm sure we'll come back and, and talk a bit more about Patrick's, but another part of man in the mirror, the podcast is to yeah. find out a bit about some of those bathroom essentials, some of those things that you'd have on your shelf. Now mm. I'm, I have no doubt there's a, ton of Patrick's on there but yeah 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 <laughs> maybe we can end it here because it's just all all Patrick's but um tell me a bit about your sort of hair care and, and all that kind of stuff is, is it pure Patrick's products is that yeah it is now um but that you try other stuff I mean yeah, you, know, you have to name other things yeah but, no that's fine I don't, I don't mm. man I'm gonna tell everyone the truth <laughs> yeah. um the hair care side like we benchmarked things right so mm. we didn't have the you know I didn't make a whole new category mm. um and i always tell people that, like we've never not with any of our products have we kind of reinvented the wheel mm. try and do everything better yeah um so that therefore gives me a cupboard full of my own shit yeah which because i i feel that's the brief right that's the the philosophy behind designing the product is that we'll make something better but there's the things that started it off like like if you want a, a matte finish medium hold styling product like american crew fiber is fucking mm. excellent mm. it's not that expensive Great, but it has its weaknesses, but so does ours. Um, and it's just different strokes for different folks, as they say. Um, Kevin Murphy, Knight Rider, fucking great product. It's yeah. amazing. Um, Sebastian Clay, that's another amazing product. Sebastian it's Clay. fucking awesome, man. And even Balmain or Belmont, however Balmain. you pronounce it, Belmont. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a fashion brand. Um, if I didn't have my own brand, I would use their stuff. Would you? Yeah. It's amazing, man. They've got this like matte finish 
it comes out like toothpaste in those long kind of tube. Remember those ones that like self -inject? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a thing like that. Um, they've got a sea salt spray that's fucking excellent. They've got a clay that's like amazing. Their shampoos and conditioners aren't great, but I mean, for shampoos and conditioners, Kerastase. And yeah, those guys smash good. it. Yeah. Um, they were our benchmarks for all of our shampoos. Yeah. Uh, mask Intense. If you've got thick hair and you want like a great conditioner, um, like CD2 kind of is Mask Intense. Mm. It's like, this, it's very similar. And then the Kerastase men's stuff with the hair loss is great. American Crew, I mean, they have, their peppermint cleanse conditioner was by far our biggest seller. Um, right. People just love that shit. In the salon. Yeah. Um, and then they had a daily conditioner that had like a stimulating thing in it. And again, everyone loved that. Yeah. Um, and then that sort of spawned our CD1, which is like the, yeah. the stimulating conditioner, which I would advise no one to, to wank with. <laughs> yeah. I've tried. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've thoroughly tested our body wash and I can give it the stamp of approval. There you go. It's on yeah, every yeah, package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what about shaving? Because you've got yeah, a bit sort of stubble. So I very rarely clean shave because I'm a bit fat and I'm worried I've got, you know, too many chins. Um, <laughs> Mine covers chin. Yeah, 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 same. But that happens to most of us as yeah. we get a bit older. Um, so, but I do trim the edges. Um, Electrical. Yeah, both. Now I've just recently started using like a sort of babbleus. Mm -hmm. It's one of the barber shavers, you know, the silver ones. Yeah. I think it was 200 bucks. I mean, I use it like nearly every day. It's amazing. Yeah. But you and look then, like you've got, again, like me, quite, you're quite, you're quite coarse. Yeah, yeah. Facial it hair. goes fast. Oh, it goes fast. So yeah. I use like a wild clippers, you know, yeah. just the hairdressing ones. Yeah. Um, and I'd usually do like a number one sort of on my beard. And, and do you then, put anything on top, like moisturizers or anything? Yeah. So I, I use our moisturizer and I use that as a beard because otherwise I get like flaky white sort of skin after like if my skin gets dry yeah um if i rub or itch my beard um i can get like little bits of white sort of skin that yeah, pull out yeah. of it whereas if i use a moisturizer over that i'd never get that um and it can get a bit itchy when it gets in that long phase mm -hmm. um and that's just dryness you know what i mean so mm -hmm. if you put moisturizer in it then it stops that straight away but yeah i, I use i mean i'll use a gillette I don't even know what it is now. Mac fucking fifty, whatever yeah. they're up to. They power. Yeah, 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 yeah. They vibrate and yeah. I pick them on my balls and my face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Thanks off for the moon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I actually use Gillette foam. Um, and again, and not because I'm a hater, and not because I'm like hating on barbershops. I'm really not. I hope no one gets that <laughs> vibe. Um, but they just make cheap good products like i've used all the other ones that you lather up and and i love the idea i would love the idea of having enough time to have like yeah. a shaving bowl a badger hairbrush a really old school you know cool stainless steel straight that, razor yeah. and all that stuff but it's and, time isn't it but it's time yeah yeah i mean i can go with a tiny bit of gillette that la that shit will last me for 12 months because i only use a little bit because i only do my cheeks and my neck right yeah and then have an amazing blade that really takes a long time to go blunt. I don't have to sharpen it. I don't have to mm. do anything. I'm not worried about cutting myself or whatever. So I do use those products. Then. And what about um, skincare? Do you have a sort of morning and, and nightly yeah. quick regime? Or yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Take yeah. Your time so I do like, I do a wash. Like part of my shower is yeah. kind of like, so I'll squirt toothpaste on my toothbrush, jump in the shower, brush my teeth in the shower. Don't get it in the wrong. No, 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 no. no. And then um, I usually do like a scrub. So, um, oh, and I'll wash my hair as well. So I wash my hair every day pretty mm -hmm. much. Um, and I use uh, SH2 or um, SH+. Plus. Yeah. Um, I usually use SH2 because I use clay. So that's like non-water soluble. So we designed yeah. M3 to be, to so you could go to the gym, so you can sweat, so yeah, you can swim, yeah. surf and do all that kind of stuff and it wouldn't come out. But that four, if you have a shower, it's not coming out. Yeah. So you got to wash it out, right? So I, we've created a shampoo for that. So I usually use that shampoo. And then I'll do like a face scrub. So it, again, it takes like, it's this sounds like a big long no, a day spa, Sunday, but I can do it in shower. like you know three or four minutes. It's yeah. quick. Um, 
I yeah, I do the face scrub, um, just do my sort of forehead and cheeks and yeah. nose. Um, and then I usually wash that, rinse it off with the shower water, and then I do like a, a wash over the top, face wash. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, I find that's kind of like, like if you were sanding something to get it smooth, you know, you'd use a heavier grit sandpaper yeah. to begin with to yeah, get the bulk yeah, yeah. off and then you use a nice fine one and to make it. it smooth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the wash, and that's sort of what that does. Yeah. So the scrub gets it, you know, the bulk off and then the wash is sort of the last, more of a chemical thing. Yeah. So it does the last fine bit and then your skin feels fucking amazing after that. Yeah. And then I usually just condition my hair and I leave the conditioner in for kind of as long as I can. Yeah. Then I use body wash or soap and wash myself like all over and then rinse the conditioner out at the end and then jump out. There you go. And that's it. And then I'm done. And what about at night? Is there um I very rarely do anything at night. Yeah. Um, wash it all off. And- sometimes I do like a face wash, mm. you know, just to, I don't know if I'm bored or I think that I should. Um, we've got a night serum and I'm not like religious on it, mm. but it does make a difference. Yeah. Um, when it, I, If I do it for like a week, I'll notice my skin is way better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Sometimes, to be honest, I just forget. Even though I'm in the game <laughs> yeah. and it's my own shit, yeah. um, I do forget to do it. Like I'll be watching a show or whatever and I'll just get tired and go to bed or I've got a sick kid or mm. whatever it might be. Life. Gets, yeah, gets yeah, 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 yeah. Or, you know, it might be I might have sex and be like, yeah. Yeah. And then nothing that competing with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Priority. And then I'll just immediately go to sleep. <laughs> what about um, fragrance? You love it. Yeah? Fucking love it. Do you? Yeah, yeah. You got yeah, a, yeah. like fragrance wardrobe, loads of stuff, yeah, or you're yeah. loyal to a certain one? What's... Uh, yeah, I like the. Yeah, I, I feel like there's probably loads out that I don't even know about. Like it's mm. a wild world of. It's, yeah, and I'm, you know, it's, it's something I'm really passionate about as well, but it just feels like wine or something. Like it's something, something yeah. you're an amazing come with that. Yeah, every yeah, day. yeah. You yeah. can't keep, yeah, can't yeah. keep tabs on yeah, it. Yeah, I, I love it, man. I'd, mm. I'd, I'd sort of. Um, like to be known as the the most heavily fragranced man in Bondi, you know what I mean? And everyone always says, <laughs> what a title! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here he is, Patrick. I love it. I, I I like the smell of it. Like all of our products have a yeah, fragrance. Yeah, they do in smell it, good, Patrick. and they're all colognes. Yeah. So the the There's theory, a peculiar, of it, isn't there? Yeah. One of well, the, the theory was that like because the first you know you give someone a product, the first thing they do is open it and smell it yeah. every time, doesn't yeah. matter what it is. Yeah. Um, and I know fragrance free has its place, um, and not everyone likes fragrance, but. Man, I've I've been in the game for so long, and I watch everyone test it, and they, they just always smell it. Mm. And things that aren't fragrance have a weird smell because they just do, right? Yeah, um, ingredients. Yeah, well. exactly. Yeah. yeah, but then so we kind of designed everything off fragrances that I like. Mm. Um, and so, what are you wearing today? Um, today I've got Creed Aventus, mm-hmm. and I, I like that one. Yeah, um, it's old school. It's very done. I know it's done to death. Yeah, it's, um, but it's. But if you blind Popular test it, man, reason, people yeah. are like, fucking, they love it. Yeah. And I love it. I, I think yeah. it smells amazing. I feel cool when I'm wearing it. I like, there's another gold one by Creed, which I can't remember what it's called, um, that I wear sometimes because um, I was given it. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't buy that one, but I would pay for Aventus. Yeah. Um, I love, like, pretty much everything Tom Ford does. I just fucking love. He's the goat, I reckon. Yeah. You know, oh, I don't think anyone does it better than Tom Ford. And I know people will probably say that, you know, they're in the fragrance world. Oh, he's sold out or a test day or whatever. To me, they smell fucking excellent. Woodwood is just a 10. Yeah. Um, Reeve Amber is fucking a 10. Yeah. Um, uh, what's the other one? Noir de Noir. That's an 11. <laughs> I fucking love that stuff. It's so good, man. Yeah. Neroli Portofino. Oh, that's oh, a classic. It's just, it's epic. They look beautiful. They look amazing. They work. They're bucks, though. I mean, yeah. they're expensive, right? So is Creed. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, but then I also love, like, Byredo. Yeah. You know, Sunday Cologne, Gypsy Water. Bibliothic or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, 
what's the other one? Um, Mojave Desert. Mojave, yeah. There's a there's a new rose one which I used the other day. Oh, okay, which it's is good. very feminine. Yeah. But um, I wore it for like a week. Just I got given a little tester thing of it, and man, I got so many compliments on it. You know, because it's soft and it's nice. Yeah. It's not so. It can be a Tom bit, Ford heavy. Can be a bit surprising about a guy having rose, and it works really well. I've got I had um, Maison Francis Kirkton's uh, Long Mala rose, and it's like yeah, a great yeah, bit yeah. of pepper in there. But yeah, rose okay. is lovely. I think. Yeah, it was. It was the first time I've really gone into like a, I guess like a softer fragrance. Yeah. Um, and I kind of liked and it. People liked it on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was wearing a pink Gucci shirt, so everyone thought <laughs> that I was like. I used to get into Lalabo a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but not so much anymore. I think they've kind yeah. of had their run. Yeah. Um, like everyone loves Santel 33. That's just yeah. like a, they had another one called, um, was it Noir or? Tay Noir. Tay Noir. Yeah. Really, that's really, really good. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice, deep, smoky. Yeah. Yeah. Really. And I'm probably forgetting a whole bunch. Yeah. Oh, there's one that's, um, it's like, it was, oh, I'm not going to be able to remember the name and it's going to fuck up the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was designed by this like old French boxer and it's very similar to Creed Aventus. And it's amazing. The orchid or wild orchid. Oh. Or the orchid man. Orchid man. Yes. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. The, yeah. The, I'm glad image. we got there in the end. There is an image. Yeah, it's a Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got a really cool story behind it. Yes. And if you read the story, it almost makes you like like the fragrance more yeah. than I know exactly you might what you mean. On its own. Yeah. Yeah. Orchid. That's a really punchy one. I, I like that too. And that's a bit different. Not many yeah, 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 yeah. So it's so good to hear about, you know, other products that are in on your shelf and things that you like to use. Uh, another thing that I'm always really keen to find out is about, you know, the name of the podcast is Man in the Mirror and it's how you, how you feel about your, your self image. I mean, you, you've already talked about your appearance and, and, and maybe, you know, want to go back and get a bit sharper and yeah, yeah. Lose, lose a few pounds and all that kind of stuff. When you, when you're doing your morning stuff and, and you're looking in the mirror, you know, how do you, how do you feel about your appearance? Are you, are you someone that's, doesn't care anyway. Are you happy with how you are now? Or yeah, you... man, I'd probably give a fuck too much. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm self-conscious that I'm probably 10 kilos heavier than I should be. Um, I'm not getting any younger. I'm certainly not like Brad Pitt. Um, so I try and make the best with what I've got. Yeah. Um, I have like a bit of stubble to cover, you know, chins and stuff. Yeah. I try and tidy up the edges just so it looks like you've made an effort. Yeah. Um, and now I'm old, man. I trim my eyebrows. I like pluck my, air, yeah. my ears. I get some crazy long ones oh, that... fuck, so do I. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why is it that one or two go mental? I never used to. And then in the barbershop, so one of the girls was like, do you want me to just trim your eyebrows? And I was like, oh, yeah. Yes, please. Yes, please. And then she did it. And then since then, I've just had to do it for... It's been, I've been doing that for 20 years now. Yeah. And I've got to pluck in here. My eyebrows would join up to the sides of my head and in the middle if I didn't pluck. I spoke to another um, brand owner who worked in the skincare space yeah. and he was saying, which I hadn't thought about before, he said, you know, because I work in this world, I think that, you know, when I when I meet people and I tell them what I do, the first thing they do is kind of check me out. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, you yeah, live yeah, yeah. the brand almost. Yeah, man, I, I dress like, you know, much younger than I am. Um which I think gives you a, a head start as well. Yeah. Um, but but I also like the the philosophy of like look good, feel good. Yeah. There's a guy called Sean Avery. I don't know if you know him, and um, he's an ice hockey player who used to play for the Rangers, and um, you know he's probably the most loved and most hated ice hockey player ever. Why is he hated? Um, because he's a he's an antagonist basically. Right. So they would put him on. He's an amazing player as well, but they'd put him on to um, to just annoy the fuck out of people until they yeah. caused a fight, and then one of them would get sent off. And that was his job, right? Um, but he was one of the first guys to to really give a shit about what he was wearing, go to the game in like a 
you know, a Prada or a Dior suit. Yeah. Have like a great car, have a cool watch. Like he did his hair. He always had a haircut. Yeah. yeah. He always looked good. And, he, and then, man, he got suspended for a year for being an asshole. And uh, I'm sure if you ever listens to this, you'll agree that he was. But he got banned, right? So he went and did an internship with Vogue for free. What? Which is like, he's a tough motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like a full fighter. Yeah. Like probably one of the most feared ice hockey players there are because he, he would go toe to toe with anyone, right? And then he went and did like an internship with Vogue. I just love that. Fashion. Yeah. Um, and he had this whole, he was one of the Mr. Porter, um, like the uh, style oh, council members. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. But for a younger guy like me, this was like 10, 15 years ago watching this stuff. Mm. They did a video on him of him getting dressed, right? Which sounds like super weird. You know, you're going to watch some guy get dressed, but he's fucking cool, right? Like he's fit as, yeah. he's very aspirational to me. Like he had yeah, some yeah, cool yeah. tattoos, he had a kick-ass watch. He just wore all black, which I like. I wear all mm. black all the time pretty much. But he had like banging set of sneakers, right? Not just, you know, I, th- I can't remember what they were. They were maybe like Givenchy ones or mm. something like that. They were cool. Or maybe Saint Laurent. Um, but then, like, really cool black pants, a really cool, really plain black T-shirt, then a fucking badass black jacket over the top. Yeah. Then he went and, like, you know, he always had a good haircut. He was always sort of well-groomed. And then he, um, he'd go and get in his car, and he had this, like, sick black car. And, you know, it was, like, amazing. And then that made me just think, and his whole thing was, like, look good, feel good. That was yeah. always his vibe. Yeah. Was that, like... If you make an effort and you feel like inside yourself you look good, I then think, you'll just feel good. I think there's a lot you'll to feel do better for it. So I'm a I'm a soccer football fan and uh, yeah. Arsenal fan, and there's a funny you should say about that uh, that ice hockey player because there's there was a, a former Arsenal player called Hector Bellerin, yeah, and very similar like yeah, yeah, yeah. footballers. You know, there's this sort of cliche that they're all just a bit you know fancy designer tracksuits and all, yeah, all, yeah, all yeah, a bit yeah. obvious, you yeah, know, yeah. or you go all the other extreme of sort of. David Beckham, where it gets, you know, yeah, yeah, a bit yeah. that way. But um, Hector Bellerin is really sort of fashion forward, really interested. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. quite wore some different stuff. And yeah, cool, hey, well, started, cool that started like a whole world, you know. So, like, all the NBA, NBA players now get photographed more going into the game yeah. with what they're wearing. And you then know, they're fancy, like, yeah, wash yeah, bags. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And we're actually doing one at the moment for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to collab with a big brand. Um, and I won't say who it is yet because I haven't got it across the line. Um, but the reason was, was that, you know, we could create some, like, the best fucking thing they're carrying in with them with yeah. their products in it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because they have, they have those. And NFL, like, NFL do the same thing. Major League Baseball do the same thing now. Yeah. The soccer players all do it. They're, you know, it used to be all about what car you had. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether they had Lamborghini Uruses or Range Rovers or, you know, whatever the fuck they had. Coming into the car park was always cool. Yeah. So these young soccer players who had loads of money, or football players here, sorry. That was like the flex, right? And yeah. now it's it's still that, but it's also the clothes and the watches and yeah. everything else that goes with it. And then players be- can become iconic with a haircut. Totally. You know what I mean? Bex. And then, uh, yeah, and then they're getting featured in, you know, the men's <laughs> monthlies yeah, yeah, and yeah. all they're on the front. So they're not just making money shows. out of football then. Then they become like a, you know, a style icon. icon yeah. um, and then they're getting, you know, paid by brands to do stuff. And yeah. I think it's the best thing they could do. Like, we give Jack Grealish, someone used our products on oh, him. Do and, you? Um, he's been using the products as well. Or, yeah. You know, and he doesn't advertise for us or anything like that. But other guys love it because they're like, fuck, well, if it's good enough for Jack, like he's got cool hair. Yeah. Um, he's an amazing player. He scored he a goal is. the other night. He did. Yeah, yeah. Um, love him. He was great the other night. We, we did an Instagram post actually saying that, you know, the only reason he scored the goal was because the goalie was just staring at his hair. <laughs> <laughs> and that, like, you know, his hair was the same in the first minute as it was in the 90th minute. Um, it's funny though, and you, and you were talking about, you know, sports people and, and, and sort of the lifestyle that goes around it. And it feels very much now, you know, Patrick's, it has come along at the right time where 
the the grooming and the hair and mm. the skincare and all these things it can have a sort of lifestyle element to it and totally, can feel yeah, part yeah. of why shouldn't they be part of this world where someone cares about their clothes yeah. or music or yeah, yeah, cars yeah. you know there, there can be these products that inhabit that space totally. and are, are thought through and 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 man for us more so with the design is making a product sexy enough to leave out yeah you know what i mean exactly. and yeah, yeah. all of our products are basically hair loss stuff and the future of the brand is hair loss heavy right like mm. we didn't really want to be a hair loss brand it wasn't kind of the vision um but it's working but fuck it works man yeah, and it makes yeah. people happy you know what i mean yeah. like and the the before and afters we get and the emails we get from people like it literally warms your heart like you know I not bet, that i ever yeah. thought that it wouldn't work but yeah. it's like when you see the, the results it, yeah. and you hear people's feedback going, man, I was getting so like, you know, my confidence had took a hit. I yeah. felt like I wasn't me. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're back and they feel better. And then that revolved, then they might get a better job and then they might get fitter and then they might get a holiday. Or, all down to you. Yeah, and it's well, not really, <laughs> no, no, but it's like, it's like, that's a nice feeling, you know, if you can do that. No, it's, so we're going hardcore but, down that thing. But then sort of what I was looting, I always go off and sidetrack stories. So no, no, you good. probably picked that up by now. <laughs> but with the design was that, I was like, if I can make a hair loss product so sexy that it gets left out, that's cool for me, right? Like if say you, you know, say you brought a girl home or a guy yeah. home or whatever these days, you, you come into your bathroom and if, you know, if the person walked into the bathroom and saw some Rogaine or Regain or things like that, you'd be like, yeah. ah, fuck, this, this guy's going bald. Yeah. Or if it was our products and it was, you know, designed badly and they're like, ah, oh, damn it, he's going bald. Yeah. And not that it's a huge thing, but yeah. it's still a thing, right? So that would probably make you hide it. Whereas I'd want them to walk in and if they saw our products in there, be like, oh, this guy must be doing all right. I know that's like good shit. Yeah. You know, it's like it's why people leave Tom Ford out or like Aesop hand cleanser on the sink or. You can't pretend that yeah, those things yeah, aren't it's, a, it's a very much a flex. Yeah, 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 yeah. To show your neighbors how good you're going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, final thing, and you, and you talked about happiness there. I ask um, each guest that comes on just about the things that make them happy and bring them joy. And it could be, you know, something big or something trivial. I mean, what what are the things that bring you happiness, Patrick? Um, man, lots of stuff. Really, my kids are amazing, but they also bring me lots of unhappiness. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Happiness and misery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fucking hardworking. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't. Anyone could tell me different. They, they are. Yeah. Um, I love them to bits, and I love hanging out with them. Um, but they, but they are hard work. Um, are they uh, under 10, aren't they yours? Yeah, i got an eight-year-old girl and a three-year-old boy. Right. Um, so I'm kind of in the zone. Do they and, like um, each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty cool. They have their moments. <laughs> um, yeah. But right, we um, like we adopted a kid for a little while, so we looked after someone else for a year and a half, which yeah. was, um, she was kind of in the middle. Um, and that was a test. Three is definitely a crowd. Mm. Um, but she's sort of off to a, a new home now. Um, but I, I think like appreciating how lucky I am and the phase of life that I'm in. I sound a bit sick on the podcast. I've got a cold at the moment, so I don't sound like... No, I'm, it's absolutely You know, fine, I sound like yeah. an old man. Yeah. But I, um, I'm appreciative that I'm sort of in my 40s. I'm not dying of cancer. You know, yeah. I've made something work where I can buy the cool shit that I want and yeah. I feel like I can nice cars. help other people. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I love cars. I've only got one now, yeah. but, like, it's a fucking cool car. <laughs> um, but I don't own it. Again, it's like a loan. Um, so we're not like balling out on investors' money too much. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, like I'm, I'm really appreciative of the age I'm at, the stuff that I've built, and I'm grateful for it. Yeah. And I don't take it um, for granted. I love kind of doing stuff where I can help other people out now. And I'm not, again, I haven't exited the business. Like that's a whole other podcast where I could, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you, you know, if everyone, anyone wanted to listen to it on raising capital and strategic exit. Yeah. You know, and I know so many guys that have done that. And, then all of them pretty much come back around and help the next lot coming through. Yeah. 
And you can and, see and yourself doing that. I love doing, doing that. that, man. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, I can get up on a stage and, you know, it doesn't worry me. You know, a lot of people get stage. nervous. Yeah, yeah, we're on one now. Um, <laughs> but it explained to a bunch of people, like, the things that I fucked up, the things that I did well. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like, too, at the stage we're at where I can kind of introduce people. There's not that many people out there that I don't know now or have connection to yeah. where I could help someone. And you're a connector. It seems yeah, like yeah, well, I love doing it, right? Because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it'd be good fun. You'd go for a drink or you'd go for coffee. Yeah. And then, you know, the vibe of like that startup kind of mentality that's around it and the energy, you know, if you're talking to a young dude or a girl or whatever, that's got like a, a brand or something mm. that they're trying to build up and that shit, it's like contagious, you know, it's like, yeah. whoa, you know, and then they're talking to someone and then, then that makes a difference for them. And then I can introduce them to investors and investors might be like, man, this thing's fucking really cool. Like, and then they make money out of it and everyone's happy. And then it's this whole like and do you think the wave of, of like, do you think the build that what you've built with Patrick say, say at some point, you know, you decide to move on. Is there an addiction to building something and make it work? Do you think you'd go again or just help the next, you know, like, would yeah, you want to I'd start something like else? I'd have a or? long panic attack and then rest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. But I like it. I like it. I like, I've just started designing a, a house. Yeah. Um, and that's been amazing because I've always had visions of like, all these, you know, amazing houses around the world and I want one. Yeah. Um, and it, not, it's not huge. It's not hugely expensive, but I feel like I can do something cool. I don't know. I, I I'll pro realistically, like if we do sell the business, um, I'll be in it for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it is a founder-led business. Yeah. Um, and I love what I do. And it would be nice to have someone else pay for like airplane tickets and pay in nicer yeah. hotels yeah. And, <laughs> and not always just be like on the hustle and doing yeah, everything yeah. for cheap. But yeah, like I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to do now. No, I mean that. Yeah, I'd love to produce movies. Would you? Yeah. You could definitely I invest love in film. Stuff, film and music. I just yeah. adore it. And I know so many people that have like, amazing scripts and amazing ideas and stuff like that. Yeah. And they've just got no money to do it. Yeah. I think because of the way my work is and how full on it is, I like the escapism of a film or an album, you know what I yeah. mean? And I can listen to it or watch it um, and just drift off and not really think about anything else for an hour or two. And yeah. it brings me peace and, you know, and, and film films can be so powerful, man. They can really change totally. the way you think. You know? Totally. Yeah. Oh, Patrick, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to spend some time with you. And, yeah, and actually you're, you know, it, it, as the founders of of a business, but uh, you can definitely, I can feel the, you know, the love and actually you you you're enjoying it and you're yeah having, yeah, you know, man, I love it. It's yeah. Got, having having fun, but it's um it's doing so well. And obviously in the show notes, I'll put a bit more information about the brand and where people can find it globally and some of the products that Patrick mentioned earlier on in the podcast. So Patrick, thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Safe home back to Australia. Yeah, and thanks for meeting me today. Let's do it again. Cheers. Thanks, Aiden. Thank you. Cheers. Well, I hope you enjoyed that chat as, as much as I enjoyed having it with um, Patrick. I, I could totally see why and how the brand has done so well. And, the, the, you know, I can imagine him working the, the parties and the networking um, around the world, just sort of pushing that brand. And there's, there's so much tenacity and drive that he's got. It was really infectious and, and really impressive. And I'm so thrilled to see how how well it's doing. I'm not surprised in the slightest because uh, he's so engaging and, um, you know, the, the force of his personality and it's it's something very special. So uh, my thanks to Patrick for, for taking time while he was over here in London um, to, to do Man in the Mirror. I really appreciated it. Um, I also, I, I found it really interesting, you know, quite apart from the, you know, the innovations in, in the products themselves, with you know, particularly with... Um, the hair thickening products and and um, some of the skincare products, you know, I I, I really chimed with me what he was saying about actually having products that you can 
leave out on the shelf and, and things that, that look good. I mean, it's, you know, maybe it sounds sort of superficial and facile, but, you know, it is important. And the kind of aesthetic design side of products that we use all the time it, it is important. And um, it's a big part of Patrick's. And it's I guess it's one of the reasons why it's such a sort of premium and successful products so um yeah i hope you got a lot out of that that chat um because i certainly did now if you want to find out more about patrick's you can do they are on instagram on the socials at patrick's products so it's just at patrick's products um they've got different websites for different territories so if you're here where i am in the uk it's uh, patrick'sproducts.co.uk uh in the states it's just patrick's.co Nothing else, patricks.co. And in Australia, it's patricks.com.au. That's patricks.com.au. So I'm sure if you look, if you Google it, it's probably making it way more complicated than I need to Google it and, and you'll find them. But they're the different um, URLs for different territories or at Patrick's Products on Insta. So my thanks to... God, I felt like quite hard work. But um, my thanks to Patrick, and of course my thanks to you for, for listening as always. And um, if you would be so kind as to leave a review or some stars or something good like that on your podcast platform of choice, I would really appreciate it. You can find me at Man in the Mirror Pod on Instagram. And do come back for, for more Man in the Mirror. But for now, thanks very much. I'll see you next time. Take care.